slash and cast. to handle Whisker presented by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Our show discusses horror movies and their phobias they emphasize. And uh, right now we are smack dab in the middle of Pediophobia Deep Dive for January uh, as we are looking at the fear of dolls with the release of uh, the title we'll be talking about tonight, uh, which is Megan or, you know, depending on who you're asking, you know, there's definitely a couple of different things. Uh, but Megan, of course, being the Model 3 generative android. Uh, and, you know, we, we've already kind of like briefly touched on the marketing campaign that we've seen with, uh, you know, some of the sports games that have been going on, doing like the whole dance routine. Uh, obviously, like it also spawned kind of like the TikTok trend of also doing a dance very similar to what we saw with the uh, Wednesday dance from Jenna Ortega, which really blew up and has been all over the place. Uh, and, you know, on both fronts, uh, we already know Wednesday got renewed for a season two uh, earlier today. We just found out Megan's oh. sequel is coming out in January 2025. Uh, there's been a, a a lot of talk about uh, potential unrated cut of the film, which, of course, um, I'm sure a lot of us feels needed. Uh, just because, you know, this is a movie at its core that feels pretty restrained for what it could have been uh, because of the PG-13 rating. There, there's good and bad with this movie. Um, and, you know, a lot of it just stems from... You know, like, who is the target audience for this? Because at the end of the day, truly, like, for me, it felt like, okay, this is going to be, like, the Gen Z child's play is really what it felt like. But, you know, we'll get into that here in just a bit. Of course, as always, joining me tonight are Holly and John. Guys, how are you doing today? We're doing good. I'm just saying stuff so the camera will come on to us. Mm -hmm. I think that's how it still works, right? It takes turns, whoever's talking. I mean, it's just (laughs) us or you, but... (laughs) <laughs> I'll be playing uh oh yes, we're doing fine, but I was I was also gonna interject with the I'll be playing the wagon game today. So uh I would like to stay on the wagon. I'm drinking water, but mm. I do have a bunch of booze right next to me. <laughs> and a bowl of Tums. So Is that booze too? That's I'm booze too, yeah. This is a this is a Paloma. Six percent alcohol. Mm. And then I can It's always within reach. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how long I can make it. I told Joey I wasn't drinking and he didn't believe me. So he brought me booze. <laughs> Un- understandable, you know? Like, I probably would have thought the he same the thing. the same thing so. when I was trying to eat healthy and he brings me brownies and stuff. So he's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, chocolate's healthy, you know? <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so obviously, like, uh, a lot of stuff has been going on, uh, at least with the genre. Uh, I do know the Scream 6 
full trailer drops tomorrow. I'm excited to see what that is going to entail. We've already got like a number of stills that were just released with Entertainment Weekly. Uh, I have been really honing in on trying to catch as many new releases this year, uh, which, you know, if you guys follow me on Twitter, you've probably seen the uh, thread that I have going on. I'm up to 17 2023 titles for the genre. And, uh, yeah, like, all in all, like, so far, (laughs) just knowing that I've gone into the vast majority of these blind, it's, uh, it's had a passing grade. Uh, so far, but I already felt like at this point, you know, two weeks into the year, I have probably already seen what will end up being uh, my favorite movie of the year and potentially the worst movie I will see all year. So it's like <laughs> there's been good, there's been bad and uh, kind of like a little bit in between. Uh, but, you know, we got a lot of great titles coming out and obviously like the next phobia that we will be. Uh, doing for next month is also going to be attached to one of the upcoming theatrical releases with I cocaine, only care there, about cocaine, which, which, you know, I, I remember when like that that news broke, and uh, you know, you just read it, and you're like, this is fucking ridiculous, but you know, it's ripe for the picking for the Hollywood treatments, and uh, it looks like it's going to be a yeah, lot. Of fun. I'm really excited okay. about that. It, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. We're already thinking about organizing like a large group of us to go to that super expensive movie theater and mm-hmm. spend way too much money on pizza. We can eat in the middle of the theater and <laughs> <laughs> getting boozy milkshakes <laughs> and just have a really good time. Cause I feel like that's the kind of movie that would definitely like support a loud, you know, a loud, a loud crowd of people eating and laughing and, and drinking and whatnot. So yeah, I'm definitely. super excited. <laughs> Even my non horror loving friends are looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you have any, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of my peers <laughs> like you. So. so yeah, that should be a lot of fun. But you know, I really appreciate it. Uh, I, I I wanted to be cool and, and and mention that I don't do Twitter, although I don't that, that doesn't do anything. But uh, but I don't. But I, it's not because of anything to do with it. It's just I never have. I was just never into it. But right. I, I saw that you've been posting your your reviews onto like threads that we that we follow on Discord, for example. So I'm really excited to check out some of those better reviewed movies that you put out there. Thanks for doing the hard work mm-hmm. for the rest of yeah. us. Yeah, and uh, you know, like by far the favorite, my favorite so far this year has been Dormouse, which is another uh, you know movie I knew nothing about going in. It's like a Canadian independent movie but like if you are looking for something in vain of like sin city or like v for vendetta in regards to like that really broody dialogue uh it's definitely one to check out because it's got a great cast it's more of a crime noir it's got punk rock comic book aesthetics uh and the basic story i'll just go over the plot (laughs) i'll just tell you a movie Um, real quick Well, it it follows this aspiring like comic book writer. Uh, her other gig is she works as a burlesque dancer, and uh, you know some things happen, and some of the girls end up going missing. So she's trying to like get to the bottom of it. Uh, one of them had recently uh, started using, so you know she tracks down the dr- drug dealer, and then you come to find out that um, you know there's this whole underground like sex club essentially uh which is being run by you know the elite because who else uh and uh you know some of the girls have been kind of like just 
sold off to uh to to work as girls there. So she concocts this plan of like, hey, I'm gonna do some undercover shit. <laughs> so she infiltrates like this underground sex club and she's uh you know, just trying to make her way to the top in regards to, you know, dismantling it. So really awesome movie, one that completely like caught me by surprise. But yeah. Fantastic. Go check it out. It's available to rent, you know, on Prime Video or YouTube or wherever. Uh but for certain, gonna be probably the movie I'm gonna champion the most Very throughout cool. the year. Uh just because like that is a movie that not a lot of people are gonna know about. And you know, you gotta support the indie filmmakers out there and getting the word out for some of the standouts. So that's Very what nice. I plan on doing. Yeah, we should do a group watch for them. That sounds that sounds great. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Did you, have you been seeing these in the theater or is this all streaming at this point? The okay, let me pull up my list really quick. Um, I've only seen a couple in theaters. Uh, the vast majority of them have been video on demand. Only a couple that I've seen so far were on stream services. So, like in regards to like theater experiences, it was um, Megan, and the last one I saw in theaters was uh, Skinnamarink, which is just hidden shutter here in a couple Ooh, okay. of weeks. Uh, which had been getting a lot of buzz. Uh, definitely overhyped, in my opinion. Um, I don't know if you guys are know anything no. about that no, one, but no. it does. It, it kind of does like the the paranormal activity thing, where you see like a lot of surveillance <laughs> footage. But the, the basic story, Bad footage style, kind of. Tell me, short yeah. Stories, so you basically. <laughs> You basically, like, follow two kids. They wake up in the middle of the night to find out that, like, their parents... Or, like, their dad is missing. And then, like, there's weird shit going on in the house where, like, things are appearing and disappearing. And, like, the doors and the windows of the house, like, get removed. So there's a lot of things where, like, the camera is, like, slowly panning Mm -hmm. back and forth into, like, different spots of the house. It was kind of reminiscent... John, you might be familiar with this. Like, in the Twilight Zone, both in the series and also in the movie, uh, there was that one segment where uh, the the kid, I think, like, in the TV series, it was the boy, was, a, was able to, like, manipulate everything around him, and he could make yeah. people disappear. And he would, like, drag people into uh, kind of, like, this I remember that, like, his house and his whole family was afraid of him. Mm-hmm. And, and... Right. Oh, yeah, so in <laughs> in the movie... Uh, in, in this movie, they play very similar cartoons to what was featured in that, which I thought was kind of interesting. But it was just, it was very, like, elongated in regards to, like, it was like a 100-minute movie, and not too much happens, kind of, like, in between. So it just felt, like, really drawn out, and I feel like a lot of people are probably going to tune out very mm. quickly with it. This is the Skinema Rink one. Yeah, yeah. Yes, which should be hidden shutter here yeah, shortly. Okay. It's got a slow pace, though. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people, it's like, uh, yeah, people want, I think, right now, slow paces. And I mean, some people can, some stuff, slow pace stuff can do well. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, people want things to move along right now. Yeah, I'm a, my attention span's gotten pretty short. If you can beat my phone, I think it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> I always tell people, I put my phone mm-hmm. down. It's a great movie. 
That's the thing. For a slow pace, it's got to be good. That's a tough risk because it's like, at least with, and we've seen it with, uh, if they keep the pace moving along, like with the the latest VHS uh, 99 Mm -hmm. movie, the writing doesn't really have to be necessarily good. You can just, <laughs> has to be great. Yeah, as long as you keep things moving along and, and it's interesting, then it's, it'll, people will like it, <laughs> which is cool. Like, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's a risk. Would we just want, Oh yeah. The, uh, with this month, the, uh, magic, which is in that kind of slower pace, 1970s. That was good enough thing. to keep you going, you know, from mm-hmm. scene to scene for sure. That. Yeah. And, uh, just a quick note on VHS. Uh, we have our second full feature uh, segment being brought to like to life with like a full blown picture that's coming out actually on Friday on video on demand. Uh, Kids versus Aliens, which is directed by Jason Eisner, who did Hobo and the Shotgun, which is a fantastic grindhouse movie. Uh, so that's dropping soon. So you know, you have the the Lily um, segment uh, that was full-blown into a feature film, uh, which was Siren, uh, was the name of that one. So this is the second time we're getting that sort of treatment. Just thought I'd throw that in there, because it's coming out here in a couple of Oh, on Shudder. Uh, no, I think it's just, uh, it's a limited theatrical release, and also Mm -hmm. available to rent. Cool, very nice. All right, well, we're about 13 minutes in. Should we (laughs) start talking about the movie? (laughs) Absolutely. So, okay. Megan came out a couple of weeks ago, uh, made about like 30 million uh, opening weekend. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, You know, like, you know, we talked about January for for a while there, kind of like having that bad, bad stigma about it, where like that's where like the box office duds go, essentially. And a lot of times the the genre releases kind of like get shoehorned into. Uh, that spot for some time now, and that has been going on for like the past like five, ten years. Um, but we have slowly started to see uh, the January releases like start to like turn over a new leaf, so to speak, in regards to just being better films. Uh, but you know, Megan was an interesting case because you know it was a very like similar premise to things that we have seen, and you can draw quite a bit of parallels to this movie with the remake that they did for Child's Play not that long ago, uh, both from just the way that things pan out, uh, the way that uh, they take over, like, Bluetooth, or even the fact that Megan sings in this movie, kind of like Chucky did, which was one of the really off-putting things about the Child's Play remake, which, <laughs> which you know, like, I have a love-hate relationship uh, with with that movie. And, you know, like, I feel like this is another one that, like, I keep flipping back and forth on because, like, I really wanted to like this movie and I wanted to see it, like, push to, like, that next level. But because it was PG-13 and there was that sort of studio interference where they're like, hey, you know, we got to get this out to the masses. Uh, You know, you kind of felt like there was a lot more that could have been done with this. And, uh, you know, at at this point, we're just, we're waiting to see if we're going to get a director's cut to see, like, how much further they were willing to push the gore. Because with this type of setup, you were really expecting more kind of going in. But, you know, PG-13 as a whole for the genre, obviously, like, a lot of people look at that and, you know, you either say, well, the majority of them aren't that great. 
Uh, but, you know, some of them have really been able to capture, like, atmospherical uh, horror in regards to, like, Insidious uh, being a good example of that. But others just kind of, like, don't really push the envelope or play it a little bit too safe. And this one kind of falls in mm-hmm. that vein. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I didn't realize Insidious, the Insidious movies were PG-13. But I think that probably works better because they're more like haunted house movies. And they're very subtle, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, yeah, they're jump scares, but they're... I, and by subtle, I just slasher movies. right, exactly. And um, actually, those are some of my favorite mm-hmm. movies. I love the Insidious movies, mm-hmm. so I didn't realize movies. they were PG thirteen either, just because they were they're freaking scary. So, and uh, mm-hmm. I think are the Conjuring movies PG thirteen? Those I think are too. Right? No, no, I think those are great. Oh, those are, are? yeah. Those, oh, those, those get are pretty gross. gross. <laughs> yeah, they do get graphic near the end. Of the <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, those Insidious is good. But those are like, yeah, those are like uh, almost like. Um, hammer, like you mm-hmm. know, people. I've seen people compare those to Hammer when they go really? into the Nether World. You know how mm-hmm. the afterlife is sort of depicted in those. Uh, but um, yeah, PG thirteen to do the, the theatrical release to get the most amount of people in, which you know is a business decision purely. True. Uh, and yeah, it's like who's it? Who's it for? Like. Uh, Teenagers, I mean, teenagers do want to go. I mean, obviously, yeah. I think thirteen want, would want to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But I, you know, it's that thing too where it's just like you still, when you're thirteen, you still see rated R movies, anyways. You Not know? if I was working that night. <laughs> <laughs> what did you rule with the Iron Fist when you were at the theater? Like, where's your ID? Well, I, I would do that, and then they would just, like, buy tickets to another movie. And then I had these, like, older teenagers mm-hmm. who were just fucking dicks that, work, that worked in the movie theater. And they loved going in there and pulling kids out of scary movies. Nice. <laughs> and they were like, just give us a heads up and be like, I'd, like, knock on the window. I'm like, they're coming through. <laughs> They're gonna go see the Snoop Dogg movie. Get them. <laughs> when they come down the aisle with the flashlight. <laughs> I once had to take a sword from a dude in the, in a, in a Lord of the Yeah, it was Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, and uh, he wasn't being violent or anything, but he brought his he's sword with him. Here. And I was, and he's just walking by the concession stand, and myself and my manager are there. And I was like, "Oh, that can't be good." And he's like, "Go get that." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Go get that sword." I'm like. Can I get that fucking sword? But I ended up having that. It he was, was metal. It was a real sword. I mean, it wasn't sharp, but it was a it real was sword. And I, yeah, he was really nice about it, though. We just put it in the manager's office. Was it an actual Lord of the Rings sword? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't bother to ask, though. <laughs> I'm only this much nerd. I didn't know. I can't actually think of a name of one of the swords from the movie. They do have names, but... Uh, Bastard but, maker, I don't know. But yeah, they can't really... They can't do much with the kills. And this is a slasher movie, ultimately, right? Yeah. Because it's like, she's, you know, goes haywire and is killing people. So it's not like it's a movie that's... And, you know, one of the criticisms of this movie that we'll have to get into is... and. Is that this isn't like a story-driven movie, you know? This this is a like I feel like all dolls doll movies are the same. 
that's a true story. Baby. Well, oh, all right, yes magic. and no. That was a dummy. Eventually, <laughs> well, at, at the the big thing, like with this, and also with the Child's Play remake, a lot of the story more so revolves around the relationship between the doll yeah, yeah. and its owner. Like, if you don't really care about that relationship, then kind of like the vast majority of the movie can kind of get, you know, thrown to the wayside. But, you know, they, they spend a lot of time with that sort of relationship and them bonding with one another. You know, they kind of go through like the whole ordeal where uh, Megan is like pairing up with uh, with Katie uh, in this case. And, you know, one of my favorite moments happens, uh, you know, really early on when like, you know, the boss walks in and he just like, sees like this prototype basically shrun up and they're like putting on like the the mask that you know they spent like 10 grand on of the company's money unbeknownst to the boss and of course things just immediately right off the bat just uh do not work as intended like they rarely do because it is a prototype and there's a reason for that but i was laughing so hard early on looking at the uh infomercials that they had for the toy, which was basically like the Furby knockoff where like you would just keep feeding it in the app like it was a Tamagotchi (laughs) uh, for Gen Z basically. And if you fed it too much, it would literally start shitting. I don't know if it was meant to be candy or what it was supposed to be, like actually. (laughs) But like, I'm just like, this is fantastic because like obviously... You know, the uh, the the pseudo-mother, in this case, uh, you know, works as, like, a toy maker. I mean, she's like a, a like a robot, uh, roboticist, I guess would be the correct terminology in this case. Um, but so to see her, like, working on, like, her other stuff, but, like, this is, like, like the next big thing. Because Megan is essentially meant to be the only toy that you need. So they can put a hefty price tag on this scene and you are good to go. Everyone's going to want one. Just, and uh, probably not for the $40, best. Just <laughs> $40,000 yeah. for the Megan. <laughs> which was, I believe that was the price in the movie. Which, in reality, that's a that's an accurate price. I yeah, think, it's like the price of an Audi. <laughs> that's going to be your doll that you keep for life. You know, I realize, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this, I feel like, is a bit of a misstep, that actually, is that they should have had Megan be, like, a, a security, like, robot as mm. well, where they're like, oh, watch the kid or something. We'll, Megan will watch your kid, yeah, and will be, and can protect your kid to help sort of explain... Uh, her abilities to do so. Her abilities, and also why you would spend $40,000 on a doll. Because... Let's be real, like in this world, and I'm not I'm not really nitpicking here because <laughs> the the uh, the commercials of the previous doll. Mm-hmm. Let's be real, like people would buy because you could put an AI in a regular kind of doll like that Furby doll, and kids would love that because it would like interact mm-hmm. more, yeah, with like an AI like more better than a normal Furby, but it would be, and it would be affordable because it wouldn't be this fully mm-hmm. articulated uh, actual robot. And then if it went evil, it would just be like, you know, telling you to kill people or something. Right. Which actually happened with like mm-hmm. Furby. Apparently there's a lot of stories Ooh. of Furbies like saying weird random things and talking randomly in the middle of the night. There's all kinds of 
it's it's great because like growing up you know obviously my sister and i both had one and you 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 could literally hear them talking to one another in the middle of the night it's so fucking creepy um but yeah in in, in regards to the you know the whole sex doll aspect of this you know just for science um price comparison really quick you know we mentioned forty thousand dollars for megan um, you know, the real grand? dolls, which are top, top it, no, not, it's not even that much. It's, uh, this one is, I, I just clicked a random one, okay, 6149. So, I don't know if you guys so ever follow that one comedian, <laughs> um, shoot, what's her name? Whitney Cummings. Mm-hmm. I'm not the hugest fan, although I, I was mm-hmm. watching her stand up and, uh, she has, she bought a doll of herself, but it had like robotics in it. And I can't remember how much she said it was, but I mean, you're think the real dolls that I think you're talking about are just dolls. They don't have any additional like electronics. Mm-hmm. I think you can get ones with Correct. electronics, and yeah. they're and I and I I don't know for sure, but I think like I was thinking like fifteen grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. it just you know it just <laughs> makes me think of Ex Machina. You know, you know it's like, well, we can build like this really realistic looking robot. That looks human, and then of course the first question is always: well, Yeah, they're gonna be like, our number one customers are forty-year-old men. Oh. <laughs> but that's the reality. That is definitely. But you know, in this in this case, this is. But with Megan, that's not the tar- target audience that you're going for. You know, you're looking for your child, like getting the perfect toy for your child, and uh, potentially. Uh, being a parent replacement, which is another yeah. one of like the key aspects of like the story. They have like a whole really thought out psychological approach to the benefits of Megan, and also the, the, the those same benefits which mean that you're neglectful of that child uh, will turn mm-hmm. around and bite you in the mm-hmm. ass, and then she can steal away this child from you, which is of course what happens. Yeah, I thought that was a neat part of the story. It is good that it's part of the movie, but maybe not enough a part mm-hmm. of the movie that essentially because i don't know if this movie is self-reflective enough where to say like this is literally like a story where it's like you're buying an ipad to entertain your kid yeah for like eight, 10 hours a day like that's mm-hmm. what this product is you know it would have been really cool because i mean i really liked the, uh, the part where katie was very um she was going through withdrawals <laughs> when she didn't she couldn't have access to megan I thought that was a neat part, but it would have been cool if uh, Megan had gotten her to do some evil stuff. Because yeah. would because I mean that makes a lot of sense. Because mm-hmm. you know you fall in with the bad crowd, you're gonna do some bad shit. That I think that's another weakness of this movie. I do. It's too much of a, I'll, a cruel I'll story. Say spoiler: yeah. I did like. I actually enjoyed this movie overall, but I do have a lot of criticisms. But that's another right. weakness of this movie is that. Uh, the, it should have been, there should have been more time spent on showing that the little girl, that Megan is like, her, like, ex- her whole existence is like pleasing and protecting the little girl mm-hmm. to the point that she's willing to go mm-hmm. crazy and kill people that do anything wrong. But there wasn't like enough time spent on showing them like bonding. I yeah. Think. There's a montage of them bonding, but. Mm-hmm. 
the story should have been more centered around that, I think. And they should have made Katie go a little crazier. I, I think that would have been real neat. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, we kept making this joke when we were watching it that, uh, you know, about how, like, the first time they put sort of AI on the internet just to see what would happen, and immediately got really racist and evil. So it was like, why didn't they also do, like, a part of, like, how... Because, you know, we could have done the whole, turns out it's man. Um, and, you know, that made uh -huh. it real right? mean when she went on the internet. When? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, you know, this is also AI related. Um, they've been doing a lot of studies in regards mm -hmm. to, like, streaming and having AI act, act, actively acting <laughs> as a streamer, as, like, a VTuber. And something, this is something very recent that happened. Uh, so basically, like, the AI program is able to read and interact with, like, the Twitch chat. And it's able to bounce off of one another. And uh, this AI stream basically ended up getting banned because uh, the AI basically got uh, goaded into becoming oh, a yeah. holocaust. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they develop their own language at some point? Something yeah. creepy? Or did I watch that in a movie? These days, I can't tell what's movie or real. So. No, yeah, no, that's not only do they are they finding that AIs get turned bad by interacting with people, but also uh, we're so evil. Also because <laughs> the very people who create the AIs in the first place mm -hmm. can't avoid including their own biases mm -hmm. into right. the creation of the AI, so they're created with these kinds of biases built into them too. So. Yeah, no, AI is not... Just a bunch of insults making sex robots. I mean, <laughs> I, was, I was about to say AI is, like, not what sci-fi promised, but then I realized, wait, no, it's exactly what sci-fi yeah. promised, because sci-fi always <laughs> depicts AI as going bad. I, I don't... Um, okay, this is more of a funny thing about me, where I don't believe in ghosts, and I don't believe in a robot apocalypse, <laughs> but I don't talk shit about ghosts, and I don't talk shit to electronics. So <laughs> I think my, my head knows, but my heart isn't totally convinced that we won't have, you know, robot overlords at some point. I think maybe not a robot apocalypse, but an AI apocalypse is very possible. <laughs> Shut down all the medical, uh, yeah. uh, you know, access or access to medical, like, you know, information. They're going to put AI in charge. They're of like utilities and shit. The goal right now is, like, people talk about, like, robots taking over, like, jo people's jobs. Mm -hmm. They're AI. They're aiming for, like, lawyer and engineer jobs uh, with AI. That means only manual labor. Well, they're going to be taking over that, too, but not soon enough. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, now, now now we're just waiting on the AI nice. influencers to to surface. You, you, you know, mean that's like uh, those real dolls actually having their own channel and going about the world and having experiences with people and just getting more <laughs> and more racist every day. It's gonna be like, oh uh, my god, everybody would watch that show. <laughs> well, it's gonna be like that movie Her, isn't that what that's called? The about the AI uh, that yeah, the guy yeah, falls yeah. in love with, and then the AIs band together and decide that they're gonna. Like, oh yeah. Uh, and then and then it turns out like wait yeah and like it's it's, it's Joaquin Phoenix no, yes. no, no it's a it's the guy who plays uh, the Joker is is the guy in the movie I can't remember that guy and I think it's Emma Stone.
That, that, oh, that is walking, walking Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay, right, right. Uh, yeah. Of gladiator fame. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but um, but yeah, no. So the AI, they in which they have the little bonding scene mm-hmm. with her, with the robot, which is very uh, the, like the movie AI, the Spielberg movie, because mm-hmm. the mom bonds with the uh, the AI kid in that case. Because in, yeah. in that one, they, they're kids, like, in a coma. And, and then so he comes out of the coma, and they're like, shit. Yeah, and they're like, oops, <laughs> we got to get rid of And they're banging Jude Law. See, they had sex spots in that one, though. Which, of course, we have the extremely <laughs> coincidental situation where this woman who is working on an AI toy but happens to adopt her uh, dead sister's child in a very... Uh, What's that movie, Big Daddy, with Adam Sandler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they stopped their car yeah. in the middle of the road in a snowstorm. <laughs> yeah. Wait, they, did they smash into a snowplow? They, they, a, a big semi smashed into them, I think. <clears throat> yeah. But... Uh, that yeah, was a snowplow, but yeah, that when that that opened, you know, like the whole time the mobs complained, like, "Well, we'll just stop," and then that's like, "Well, we can't just stop in the middle sure of enough, the road." And then, sure enough, you know, a couple of I seconds passed by, you know, that's, very supportive. That's of what happens. Char- or not the lead? Well, she's the lead character, the the surrogate mom. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Gemma. Yeah, Gemma. Um, until I saw her house, <laughs> then I was wildly jealous mm-hmm. and like very like, no way. No way this grown ass woman lives so nicely. Like my fucking place is I mean, a sty. If it were for Joe, it would be. But anyway, like I, I got very jealous of her losing situation. She's like a big programmer robot. I guess so. I mean I guess if you can make a forty thousand dollar mm-hmm. robot, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a little bit of money. Mm. Yeah. I I laugh so hard though, um when Katie's like first brought to that house. Because, like, you know, Gemma's, like, showing her around, and, like, Katie's, like, seeing all the toys that are, like, out on display, and, like, Gemma's like, no, 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 honey, like, uh, those are for display, they're not for playing, and then she, like, has that moment where, like, well, that sounds pretty stupid. Like, trying to explain that to a kid. Like, well, my favorite well, part are, like, is when collectors. the social worker came and she yeah. had to, like, open up one of her toys, her collectibles, to show her, like, no, 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 you can play. <laughs> And like the everybody kind of like oh felt really bad when she had to open that box. Mm-hmm. And she's just tensing up the whole yeah. time. Man, it just the, lost all its value. Give a shit about it. She's like, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and it's off. it's also awfully coincidental. Like that whole story setup of like I'm like the single person who is like I've got, I'm into my job. And now I have to take care of this kid that I don't mm-hmm. want to. But it's awfully coincidental. I happen to be making this AI toy yeah. that will take care of the kid for me. So well, I don't have to take care of them. My favorite part was having the social worker come by to evaluate if this absolutely gorgeous, pristine house is a good living condition for Katie. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I would have loved it if Gemma's character had like... A one-bedroom apartment or a two-bedroom apartment, and she was eating Chinese food out of, like, you yeah. know, the container or the to-go container. She had to get her shit together well, to, yeah. to keep her, like, your, her niece. And then also she's like, <laughs> you can't go to the grandparents. No, you have to stay with me. Why? They might be real nice. They're mm. probably retired and have a bunch of fucking time. 
And let's be real, she would have. That's what she would have. That character would have done is would have been like, let's like let's send you to talk grandma. to your grandparents and yeah. see what they're doing. Uh, they I know she didn't. There was no real motive. There was the sister who had asked her to be the caretaker. Oh, did. She didn't yeah. want her to go to. But they didn't show them. I mean, like, can we meet them? Can we find yeah, out? Like maybe see the grandparents being like, mm-hmm. you know, strict and like not. A good yeah, but if it was just like her mom, them. like, oh yeah, they're just dicks. They never liked me, so you know. <laughs> Which that would be like the Adam Sandler movie thing to do would be to show the grandparents and they're like these super strict like mean mm-hmm. old people and yeah. it's like and then he would be like oh no I have to I have to yeah but yeah but I, I would have liked to see her because I mean she's a I mean it makes sense I mean her she's got the personality that she's very um just exacting you know like she's got a very beautiful apartment because she's but very yeah. exact about how she wants things to be and I guess it's, it makes sense either way. I just kind of like the whole, like, messy genius. Mm-hmm. You know, it should have been. Yeah, to show that they mm-hmm. don't have their life together. Or, like, they're all geared towards work and mm-hmm. not, like, towards... And not know. keeping the place because they don't have a kid, so they don't care about... Yeah. And it's all... Yeah, it's, like, a super nice place, but there's, like, junk everywhere and food everywhere. Totally. And it would have been cool, too, if, like, maybe she was making a sex spot that she later <laughs> turned into, like, a friend for Katie. Right. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. That, and, and that is... She's like, just make her three feet tall, you're good. <laughs> and that raises a good point, too, that this movie totally is sort of weird. Yeah. Because... Who buys a $40,000 doll? Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, it, on one child. hand... It, it feels like it takes place in the real world and Mm -hmm. it's sort of in the future, but it's basically our world. But then it also has this tone, you know, which we'll get to because we have to talk about the dance scene. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also has that stuff where it has this really wild, like over the top stuff. Mm -hmm. And it felt like I wanted the movie to just be the wild over the top Mm -hmm. movie, not the like grounded in Mm -hmm. real life part where it was just mm-hmm. kind of like hell eh, like whatever. I didn't really get the dance part. I mean, um at this point yeah, we're she's talking about that. Yeah. So, oh, did we Oh, shoot. Yeah, we, we kind of jumped all wanna, over the place. I mean, well, we'll we'll get to that in 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 a few. Um, but I, 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 one of the things that like I was trying to wrap my head around was just the fact that you know, obviously like early on, uh Gemma's boss you know, he's like really pushing her to finish this one project um, because they're trying to make their their knockoff Furby line uh, be more consumer friendly in regards to the price point because of competitors. And there's also like a part where like one of their workers is potentially looking to like sell off uh, the Megan project to, you know, whatever top bidder or whoever. Or, you know, like their main rival uh, in this case. But, you know, this whole time, like, Gemma's supposed to be, like, working on, like, this one project. But instead, she's invested all of her time in getting Megan off the ground because she doesn't want to uh, be too hands-on in regards with the kid in Katie, in in this case. So, like, I thought it was really interesting because, like, obviously, like, she wasn't working on this project alone. She didn't have two other people working with her uh, on it. And... You know, sure, everyone kind of, like, has their own job. Uh, Gemma's been working on it quite a bit at home to, like, really, like, get this finalized version out there before, like, they could do, like, the whole, like, tech demo 
Uh, which, you know, the the demo in itself, I thought, was a really great idea because, you know, they're basically pulling all of these, like, investors in and seeing how Megan is able to, like, interact with Katie. And, you know, we, we kind of see this in two parts because, like, the later version, actually, you get to see more of that sort of emotional connection with the AI and Katie because Katie has kind of, like, a, a mental breakdown uh, at, at one point when, you know, she's talking about her her dead mother and, you know, they do, like, the whole, like, recording aspect of being able to, like, keep a memory alive uh, in this case. And then, like, Megan kind of, like, stores it in the cloud or whatever uh, just so, you know, she could play it back any time that, you know, uh, Katie wants to remember the mom, uh, which I thought was a really nice touch, but... You know, all in all, it, it was just, it, it felt so weird because, like, obviously, like, the boss David is, like, really wanting to, like, push his product. But Gemma's, like, dangling, like, the carrot on the stick in front of him, basically, like, the whole time. Like, oh, well, you don't really want us working on this project, but we're going to do it anyways because we know we're going to get rich off of this thing. And, uh, you know, we probably won't have to make another product <laughs> for, you know, the rest of our and life. And that's where they kind of do the thing where they have everybody watching behind the one-way glass where uh, Megan, like, does therapy with the little girl. Uh, and then um, sing, that's where Megan sings, too, right? Isn't yeah. She, like, sings to her and everybody's, like, crying behind the glass. Yeah. That, I liked that part. That was actually great. Everyone's all getting emotional and she's kind of singing. And it kind of did the robot voice a little bit with the singing, mm-hmm. you know, which was nice. Um, but, yeah, no, I like... And again, I wish they went further with this with the movie, but I like the like. Basically, it's like you know, picture like doing that, but with Alexa, you know. Yeah. Um, it's like Alexa, can, you can talk to Alexa, and she can. I'm pretty sure probably record, or they can sit, make it so that she can record things and play it back in that way. But that yeah. would be kind of weird. Like, wouldn't you feel kind of weird doing that? I don't know why so, people don't feel weird now. Mm-hmm. I don't have, I don't have, a, other than my phone, that's the only device <laughs> I think that's listening to me. <laughs> but, and I, I tried it, I mean, I turned off that feature, but I'm paranoid. But no, yeah, like, there's, those devices need to be on all the time if they're going to catch you saying, hey, Siri. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's... Yeah. And I, like, it, and maybe also I wish they'd kind of, like, gone further with, like, the ethical idea of that scene is good you know like they show Mm -hmm. her fully like having like a full-on therapy moment with a robot uh but they don't really deal with like is it a good idea to have a robot ai (laughs) do like weird therapy with your kid instead of you so you mean like her again convincing Mm -hmm. her to do evil because she's already got her in her in, in the palm of her hand kind of thing when, but also just kind of like um, dealing with like the like this is a bad idea to like this is actually like a bad idea to have this thing interact with your kid up in this kind yeah, of yeah they only did it in that tiny way where the social worker's trying to talk to her and Megan's not there she ends up smacking her mm-hmm. wait uh, at one point the social worker is there right. Somebody's there, and she wants to talk to Megan, and she's like, that's not a good idea right now. I just want to talk to you. And that's where she loses her shit, and she ends up slapping the social worker, or maybe Gemma. Just the little girl. Yeah. I forget. I, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, right? I the exactly little girl smacks somebody. She either smacks the social worker, or it's Gemma. 
And then the doll is like, I'm going to kill the social worker. Yeah. Does she kill the social worker? Does she kill the social worker? I forgot to. What happens to that social worker? Does she just disappear from the story? That seems like a fucking missed opportunity for a cool kill. Which does, there are a few things like mm. that. Like, around this point in the movie, I think we see that one assistant guy who is going to sell the um, mm-hmm. code for Megan to a rival company. But that never and that no went anywhere. Stops. That doesn't go anywhere. We just and never that's see. Probably, that's probably like you know the sequel, like Master. <laughs> yeah, they they just yeah. left it as an opportunity for uh, David to like ask him if he's watching <laughs> porn at work again. When they because that part is very Jurassic Park, uh, but they Jurassic Park does it better where. You get a little bit of a side story with that character selling, yeah, Newman selling that to someone, and then, you know, and it kind of goes off in its own little thing, you know. Mm -hmm. But I kind of wanted another scene or two with that assistant (laughs) being like, yeah, okay, like I'm selling this, and you know, yeah, I'm walking out of here now with my backpack. (laughs) But that's the obvious uh, sequel setup is that another company will make a Megan, and they'll make it. Yeah, yeah. thirty nine thousand dollars more affordable. That's <laughs> it's like seriously though. Like that's why I feel like Megan. It would have worked in terms of her going psycho and killing everybody. Is to have her be a security bot because that otherwise it's like you are not other than being like a super wealthy person. There's nobody is buying this thing for their kid. There's no way. No way. They might rent it. They might yeah. go to a, a tea shop that has one to go talk to it. Also, we uh, were commenting also as a side note how uh, mm-hmm. Megan... <laughs> I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense in terms of, like, you have those American girl dolls. Yeah. But how she sort of is, uh, like, looks like a 1960s like Italian fashion model, like her style <laughs> is like this very like uh, yeah. 60s European kind of fashion look, which was kind of interesting because it's like, mm. why not something more modern and more yeah mm, casual? Something more yeah, like she dressed like a regular. Yeah, why can't she wear jeans? Mm-hmm. Did any? Did you check by the way, T? Because I didn't, or did you? Is it an actual little girl playing Megan, or is it an adult, a small adult? Probably a small adult, right? We were joking Ooh, that... during watching, remember, uh, it was Ted was joking that uh, Megan is played by the woman who plays the orphan. <laughs> That's right. Some of those movies are like, very natural. Actual I think it's it an actual like person. Kid. I bet it's a a, a grown up, a small grown up. Yeah, because you gotta have eighteen or older to do the to avoid the labor laws. Because you can't film with an actual under eighteen. You can only film like a couple of hours a day oh, yeah. because of child labor laws. So they always try to have Let's a adult play. Trying to see if I can find. Also, I feel more comfortable that way. You know? mm-hmm. Child acting really messes with the people. Yeah. Is it a kid? Uh, no, it's a kid. Is oh. there like a bunch of them? Or yeah, was 12 it just years one? old. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Have fun with your fun. labor, labor yeah, loss, John. I guess they just uh, <laughs> they just filled you know a little bit at a time with it. <laughs> well, not the woman from Orf, the orphan. Um. So, no, not like yeah, a thirty, not, not like a thirty-year-old. I mean, this is kombucha. That's pretty healthy, right? It's organic. Mm. Organic. This is gut-friendly. So you can avoid the tums. So I can avoid the tums. <laughs> um, we party too hard over here. Mm-hmm. So uh, all right, where, where, are, where the? Well, we we should talk about um, kind of like the argument that Katie has with Gemma in regards to like wanting to bring mm-hmm. Megan with her to school because that was like a whole ordeal. And then we kind of like have one of her, uh, well, her what one of the earliest kills in the movie, like obviously outside of the fatal car crash at the beginning, is uh, stemming from the not necessarily rivalry, but just between. The, Gemma and her neighbor, who do not get along at oh, all, yeah. because, you know, the dog is constantly going on the other side of the fence, and uh, you know, at, at one point, uh, you know, Megan kind of uh, goes out and uh, just kind of <laughs> rips Dewey apart and uh, buries the dog off camera. But of course, you know, because the neighbor has a spat with uh, Gemma, like that. There's a whole side story of the neighbor blaming uh, Gemma for basically stealing or murdering the dog. Uh, so, like, the cops are called and everything. And, uh, you know, Megan does eventually circle back to the neighbor later on in the movie in one of the more interesting kills that we get to see uh, in the. Uh, it was like in the shed. The shed, yeah. I want to say, or in the garage. <laughs> Uh, in regards to using, mm-hmm. you know, a water hose has a little bit of a fixation as well. Oh, also, got to see a nail gun come into play uh, in in that kill as well. Um, but uh, one of my personal favorite scenes, which was like so subtle in the way that they did it, was in regards to uh, be before uh-huh. Megan kills the kid. Uh, Brandon, the, the bully, essentially. They 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 do the whole fucking E.T. thing where, like, Megan has to, like, stay <laughs> yeah. with the that other boys. Cool, <laughs> so you just see, like, Megan yeah. surrounded by, like, all of these plushes, yeah. and it just reminds and me of E.T. Too, so much. When, uh, she's there uh, looking, like, pissed off, just sitting there, like, with all the toys, and then they... Somebody put baby in the corner. No, <laughs> and then they, when they cut back to it, that was a really nice place to like for kids to play except for the part where they can go off on their own and get bullied yeah and yeah. murdered there's only like one teacher with mm-hmm. a whole group of kids in the middle of a forest <laughs> nature is our teacher today <laughs> what could possibly go wrong but that's a good you know? uh, the bully kid who is such the like movie bully kid. And he had such a the the stereotypical bully parent or a parent <laughs> of a bully where yeah, this yeah. woman who's completely uh lying like, to herself oh, in he's denial. So great. He's like, just great. I mean he's kid. thirteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really <laughs> When she he like he has some like active like he's super active or something. Like... Yeah, like there was some like yeah, it was just an asshole parent who doesn't want to mm-hmm. admit that their kid needs more discipline. Yeah, exactly. And Megan takes him out, which is good. Like, that's, you know, 
yeah. what you want to see in a movie like this. Children getting taken out. Mm-hmm. And it should, it's like, no. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but again, to harp on the point that... Maybe uh, I'm a bad person, but... <laughs> <don't>. <laughs> no, but that kid person. deserved it. But, uh, <laughs> that, like, you know, they were doing the thing where Megan is protecting the girl, you know? Right. He, but also they were, mm-hmm. you know... But also she was just sort of malfunctioning and killing people too. You know what I mean? Who weren't hurting the girl or doing things. She did? Uh, like the CEO guy and stuff like that. You know, oh yeah, that was later. towards the end. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but... Uh, that seemed like the little later, kid was like, well, he had... Uh, definitely well, they, yeah, they did a bunch of different you know tactics to get us to really hate him. Like, at one point, like, he, he like, crawls on top of her, and then you're like, whoa, kid, whoa! <laughs> well, PG-13, yeah, he's going to start groping her? What's going on? <laughs> you leave her alone! And then he had, and then he got what was coming to him. How did they take him out? I forget. Um, they do the kills in such a Doesn't she rip off his ear way. or something? Well, she... She... Well, she does, like, initially, yeah. like, the whole, like, bear crawl, like, and chasing him through the woods. And she does eventually catch yeah. up to him, and she does rip his ear off. Um, but Brandon, Brandon does manage to, like, run away a bit. That's and then right. he runs the into the so street and gets run away. That was, that was comical, the way that that was You're done. like, if it worked once in the movie, why not twice? <laughs> but also, it's like... <laughs> It's such a weird thing because it's just like, why even have the car hit the kid? Have why, just have Megan kill the kid? That's like the whole point. Well, they want to build up to her aggression. There, it's a yeah. slow, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's like the yeah, yeah, of her like killing by accident, killing by you know, like an associated action, not direct action. Yeah, indirect action. There we go. I guess so. They, they should have had it where she propped Brandon's oh, body up with all the plushies. That's a little sick tea. <laughs> That's a little much. And she would have gotten, like, you know, found out right away. But I guess it's like, you know, it's like, even if you don't know anything about this movie going into it, you know as soon as everything's going on that this is like, the doll is going to start killing everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you don't need to ramp up to it. Mm-hmm. Just have her start going haywire and killing people. That's you know? true. I guess you're right. It's like that's the. I think maybe the tone issue again is that it's like they're on one hand they're trying to sort of do this realistic progression story, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, it's a robot doll that's killing people. To, you know, it's just like and it's and she's running on all fours and stuff. It's like just have it be a crazy movie and just have her. But I guess that's the PG also the PG thirteen rated R problem because. Yeah. She should just be going haywire and just like taking people out, basically. Protecting, uh, what's the girl's name again? Katie. Oh, Katie, yeah. And yeah, it should be all about that. It should be. I can't think of, it makes me think of another movie, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. But it should always, they should have, it should almost be like comical where. You just have like a situation where like somebody talks to Katie in the wrong way, and it's just, <laughs> it's like, like, it's just like oh, like all of it's like oh, you're fucked. 
now she's just gonna take you out you know like that level like in dolls yeah. <laughs> like now you are a little bit of a jerk so mm. now you have to die now gonna, <laughs> she's gonna saw your leg off a minute, so. <laughs> you let that door slam in my face so now you must die <laughs> So then what? After the forest, what happened? Are we getting close to the dancing part? After, oh, after yeah, the, the forest is when she kills the neighbor. That was a good scene, but it was um, not like robot enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was, it was just a fight in a shed, you know? It was, mm. it was, a, it was a cool kill, but it was kind of, I was kind of hoping to have a lot of her kills uh, be more completely related to the fact that she's a robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's alright. Yeah, it was good. It was a good kill. Mm -hmm. There was a. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so after that kill is when we start to get to like the whole mm -hmm. unveiling of Megan for like a launch day, and that's what eventually leads into uh, <laughs> yeah, so you know the dance sequence that John was talking about. I have theories for sure. Let's hear them. So, it connected to what I said. In the last episode, I so my theory. As for okay, my last email, come on. <laughs> we have to, we have to focus on this because <laughs> we have to focus on this because this movie, like people went and saw this movie because of the commercial with the dance scene. True, it went viral. It was huge. Mm -hmm. Everybody saw it and was like, "Oh my god!" Now I've seen this movie. Yes. So. My theory, because based on watch, now watching the movie and how little the dancing actually is connected to, to anything the story, in yeah. the story. Absolutely anything. That makes no fucking sense. There's one very brief, in the, in the montage section mm -hmm. where they show the bonding between the girl and the mm -hmm. doll, there's one little scene where they dance together for like yeah. two seconds. But other than that, there's no connection with mm -hmm. the dancing uh, in the commercial. Well, there's no reason for it to happen when it did. It would have right. been nice if there was a little bit more, just a sliver of a backstory as to why she is doing this dance for the CEO who, like, she's going to kill. And incidentally, there was no reason to kill him. She didn't want, he didn't yeah. want her, he wanted to put her out there. He was actually in favor of He her. was in favor of Megan. I mean, you can go with the, oh, she's glitching part, which is, I'm totally fine with. But also, they didn't really indicate a lot where it's like, well, now she's completely evil. Like, they, well, I want to circle back to the dancing thing, but the and that's the thing with the boss too, the CEO is it, it'd be one <laughs> thing if he was like, "Oh, we have to shut this down. This is bad. Yeah, we need to shut Destroy this project her. down." Yeah. Then she's like, "Okay, I got to take him out too." But right. he was all in favor of. He her. was that character was really funny to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually, I really, I like that actor. He's a comedian. It's, I've seen a couple mm -hmm. of like his shorts stuff. on like social yeah. media. Like, he's, he's he's like totally adorable. And uh, everything he talked about, he was right. He mm -hmm. was an asshole about it. I mean, like to talk to like that to your employees, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not cool with it all. But uh, but I mean, he had told them like, hey, we want you to make this toy that's already really popular, super cheap, so we can sell a bunch of them. And they're yeah. like, now nah, we're going the complete opposite way, boss. And against your wishes, and we're spending lots of money. <laughs> so he gets mad about that. Nobody gets fired. He mm -hmm. just tells them to stop. Yeah, yeah. And then they don't. He's not even that bad of a boss in a lot. He's of not. Ways. He's just loud and obnoxious. He's just kind of a jerk. Yeah, he's yeah. just kind of a jerk. But even then, like everything <laughs> he said was correct. He was ultimately right. Yeah, yeah. and so like, yeah. But so okay, so back to the dancing though. My theory is, so I'm sure if 
fans of movies, like you probably listen to commentary tracks and behind the scenes and see how movies are made. Mm -hmm. One of the things that happens like when they're filming scenes and making movies is they'll be doing like a scene with actors and they'll do the scene like as scripted Mm -hmm. and things like that. They'll get takes and all that. And then the director will be like, hey, like, why don't you just do some, like, weird, random stuff? Like, this is, like, the scene where you're doing this thing. Let's do a fun one. Yeah, do, like, a weird, just do something weird or crazy or do this kind of thing. And then they'll get some random takes. And, like, if it's something that ends up being cool and clicks, they'll put it in the movie. But if not, they'll leave it out of the movie. This was a very thoroughly choreographed dance, though. But I wonder, though, because, like, she, so the actress who plays her, they show her doing, like, very, uh, like, gymnastic type stuff. So I have a feeling she's, like, probably a real, like, dancer, gymnast type of girl. Perhaps. And I really get the strong feeling that this was that kind of situation where they were filming that scene and the director said, hey, like, he probably knew that she could dance and stuff. And so he was like, hey, do some of, like, those dances and we'll just film you doing some of those dances. And uh, and they did, and they put it in the commercial, and it went viral, and then they said, oh, shit, we didn't put, like, the dancing thing's not in the movie. We got to put that in the movie now because people loved the commercial. That. I think that's what happened because it has no place. No bearing whatsoever. And the thing is, even in terms of, like, if if they had just had it be, like, She's going completely haywire, yeah, and really glitching out in an extreme way. Then the dancing could have made a little more. I think sense. that was what they were that going was the for. Idea. That was the idea, but they didn't really preface it with like, "It's happening now, guys, watch out." Mm-hmm. And right. I'm wondering if maybe they they snipped out some scenes mm-hmm. that were going to explain that could it a little be for bit sure. more. That could definitely be. Yeah, they didn't have the scene where uh, Katie and Megan are listening to Demi Lovato before, like, she seems bulletproof earlier in the movie. And, you know, they were probably yeah, just, you exactly. know, on the YouTube rabbit hole of watching music videos, like pop music, and she learned and it nice that if, way. And yeah, it would have been nice to see a couple later. of scenes where or, uh, for you, know, David. you see her picking up all this information off of the internet of how to do everything she's doing in terms of, like, Learning her software, learning her hardware, and learning ways around, like, getting around, like, mm. commands from Gemma and whatnot. And, you know, like, this would have been, like, the ra- the, the rabbit hole. And if she had been a QAnon, <laughs> I believe, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> I think it's, like, the thing that makes that dance part cool in terms of just as its own thing is that a, it's like an, an adult type of dance. Mm-hmm. It's like a dance you would see like an adult woman do. And Not she's this like this little woman. doll girl doing it. So it looks, it's kind of like, <laughs> um, it's like, oh, shit, what's that, that word? Yeah. Uh, like a weird, no, like a ju- weird juxtaposition. Oh, like, yes. Where you have the little girl doll, but Chris she's Cross. doing the like, adult dance. <laughs> but the problem, like, and, and I think that's kind of a problem because it's like that, that's so crazy and striking looking. Which it is. is why it's it was, very jarring. Why yeah. it went viral. But mm-hmm. that could have been a cool story thing mm-hmm. that it wasn't really in the movie. And people sure. wanted it. I mean, maybe by the time they were... No, but there's still time to make changes when they're putting out the advertising. And that, I feel like that was oh, out yeah. from the get-go. So yeah. they should have added like a, a scene or two that kind of explained a little more. Because it was like... 
I was very much the like, what what the fuck's happening? And also maybe that scene could have explained why she went after the CEO because it was completely nonsensical. So I mean, don't get me wrong, that was it was kind of fun to see her take the the cutter from a, a <laughs> oh yeah yeah the <laughs> from the cut, cutting board the paper board, cutter, the paper cutter. Like, yeah the blade from sword. yeah that was kind of neat. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's not, it's not like a cut. death by a thousand paper cuts. It's a literal paper cutter in, in this case. Um, but in regards to like the dancing, the other part that I really liked was just the hallway that it was shot in because you had like that really like foreboding yes, like nice. dark red palette of the walls like on top of that, which, you know, red's always like a common, uh, you know, theme just with the genre on top of that. Um, so after the whole dance sequence, you know, we kind of got the whole... Um, you know, you have, like, the assistants, and they have Megan, uh, and, you know, she's taking some, some damage at, at this point, um, and, like, they're kind of, like, doing a whole thing where, like, they're making mm-hmm. tweaks, you know, they're trying to, like, power her down, make sure, like, she can't, like, do any more harm than she already has at this point, because they're basically, like, trying to shut her down, um, and then, I want to say it's Kurt, Yeah, they had, see, he had to go up to the, the other guy who was working that, on her. You know. Catch like whatever cable was <laughs> helping her do all this shit. Yeah, kind of like bonks her a little bit, and uh, probably not the smartest idea. And so getting his wrist slashed, uh, and then he also gets it with the paper cutter. I can stab yeah, in the neck with it. It's funny because I'm having a hard time remembering some of the kills because I think of how they were handled with the PG-13. Maybe it's because we were hanging out and drinking and eating and talking throughout the movie. That could be too, but uh, that's possible. But um, but yeah, how? <laughs> so, yeah, she takes him out with the paper cutter, and then the CEO guy. And then what happens? I'm like, she takes out his assistant too, right? So that's the thing. It's like she really does, I guess, just go kind of haywire and start killing people because so she is killing people that are not trying to stop her or her. Does she kill the, the CEO after she's kind of put up on the on her that the station, the workstation, yeah. or is that after? That was uh, that was, it was after yeah. when they get her up the and they like they start blowing shit from yeah. her and like and that way you could be like, oh, she's more haywirey, mm-hmm. but um. Like, yeah, I can't remember right now. But, uh, and then in that scene, Gemma and the other girl are safe. And the guy gets killed, right? Mm-hmm. After he gets, like, choked. And then she try, you know, the other girl tries to help him. Mm-hmm. And then more killing. And then she runs away. Yeah. Like, was there fire? Acid, maybe? How I can't remember the kills either. Out? Yeah. See, this, it does kind of lead me to, like, I'm, you know, fine with her obviously going crazy and killing everybody. I mean, clearly you wanted the whole movie to be that way. Yeah. But, like, I did want more uh, Mm -hmm. that she's... I like the idea that, like, after when I was thinking about it, after watching it, uh, it, I was thinking about how from 2001, uh, Space Odyssey. Mm -hmm. And uh, in that story, the AI starts killing people because... It's given this, it's it's a not that it goes yeah. crazy, but it's given a directive like, yeah. you have to make, sh- you have to do this, you have to make sure the mission gets completed, and you have to do that no matter what. And so it's able to be like, oh, to complete my mission, I have to actually kill people 
so that I can do the thing I'm programmed to do. And I wanted that with Megan where it's like she feels like she has to take these people out to protect the girl. But she but I wanted more like of her being like I like Megan being like, I like you, little girl. Like we're friends. Like I'm protecting you. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm doing this to protect you because we're mm -hmm. friends and, and I want you to be safe. And she's seen what's on the internet, so you know, mm -hmm. she really wants to protect Katie. But not quite enough of that at the end. It, it just her going hammer, which on one hand is like, all right, all right, whatever. So I guess we're all kind of aiming at the same thing where we like the premise and we kind of wish they'd gone with it a little bit more. Uh, just more like uh, they, they hadn't stayed in the surface so much and they've gone a little deeper into like the, the ethics, the psychology of having a doll that's human. And but still in the in the fun, murdery way, you know. <laughs> As yeah. opposed to like, you know, like one of my favorite movies is uh, Ex Machina. Like that movie's fucking art. Mm -hmm. I love it so yeah, much. Yeah. But I mean, like it's a different setting, mm -hmm. right? Now we have like different characters. Like now we have like a, you know, a child and, 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 you know, the relationship to her aunt. And so it's a, it's a different playground for them to, uh, to work this out. So yeah, we kind of, we kind of all wish it would have gone a little deeper. Mm -hmm. right? And it, it, it does the thing where it's paced well and it moves along well and it's never mm -hmm. really boring. I would agree. So it's kind of enjoyable on that fun level of yes. just like, oh, like it's, you know, this kind of, it kind of skates along the surface basically. Right. But I mean, we were talking, I mean, T, that was one of your main comments about it, the whole uh, studio uh, interference. interference and the PG-13. Mm-hmm. Mm. -hmm. mm. Hopefully the sequel. Oh, go ahead. That is true. What's oh, I was gonna. I was just gonna say. Hopefully the sequel will delve more into this kind of thing. Take the opportunity to be like, okay, people like the movie. Let's actually mm -hmm. spend a little more time on the writing of it. <laughs> probably not. They're probably gonna be like, okay, this is gonna be a blockbuster. <laughs> let's pull more. out. Let's do the blockbuster. You know. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, they're they're already trying to figure I mean, out what the next dance is going to be. And with TikTok being like the platform where it's all about short clips mm -hmm. of people dancing, it was kind of this movie was sort of designed for TikTok virality. So, all right, so we're coming to the uh, back to the house, back to the. Uh, that's, oh, that's right. after you know Megan steals the car. She learned it on the internet. How does she you know how to drive? She learned it on the internet. It is what it is. She can just download the info. Absolutely. I've always heard that like people that work in the in in sort of high tech, like the way that Gemma does, don't surround themselves with you know uh, products like Alexa and and like sort of uh, smart homes mm -hmm. because they can be hacked. Mm -hmm. And they're actually more vulnerable, but I don't know if that's true. I, I just that's just something I heard somewhere, and I thought it sounded pretty smart. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm not sure if it's the case. But it would have been kind of neat if, again, my Gemma, the uh, one one bedroom apartment, kind of a hot mess, eats Chinese <laughs> week old Chinese food out of the container, mm -hmm. uh, doesn't trust the internet, so like she doesn't have a smartphone, a smart house. But then again, how would you have like the whole intrusion of Megan into her home where she takes over Alexa and then Alexa's on her side? But see, that's what you could, if she's like the messy, uh, 
tech person who doesn't care about that stuff, then Megan can also be like a housekeeper bot too that cleans up. So it's like, and you can kind of get into like, you know, the whole like using uh, robots as like a, as sort of a slave labor type of thing, like Star Trek uh, has episodes about that. Like Dana, <laughs> the measure of a man. The I'm twink- going off on Star Trek Next Generation. You're the twinkle in, in your eyes making me worry. The, the robots are going to kill you first, man, if you keep talking like that. The robot apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, it's coming to you. I don't know if you guys have them out there, but they have those little, like, R2-D2 robots that patrol parking lots. And stuff like that. Have you ever seen those? I saw one. I went to this really cool restaurant uh, over the the weekend and over the long weekend. And it's, uh, it's like the bullet train. So the food comes on the train. But then also they had a robot coming around for food and bowls that people order on their screens because it splashes if it's on the bullet train. So there was oh this God. little robot that, that would walk around the, the that would I'm sorry, right roll around the, the restaurant. Like and, like R2 D2 on Java's pleasure barge. Yeah, well I mean I can we can get more into it about how what it looked like, but I was very upset that we didn't get to interact with them because I kept ordering beers and it's been a boring human kept bringing them to me. Lame. They only put sushi on the on the on the on the bullet trains. But back to the house. Lame. Okay. So Mithrigan. The Mithrigan. <laughs> so Mithrigan has sort of bonded or not not bonded, paired with like, you know, the uh, the Alexa, the, the generic Alexa that Gemma. Oh, has. that's right, yeah, yeah. And so she's able to control the house, like the locks and the mm-hmm. lights, which I mean you could see coming, but again, my Gemma is too concerned with hacking to use a smart mm-hmm. house. And there could have been more of that. The uh, there was that cool uh, shot oh, sorry. of the like uh, Alexa robot when um, I forget what's happening, but the Alexa robot sort of ominously looks yes. over at the yes, actor, that was really was, fun. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I kind of wanted more of that kind of stuff. Too. I thought you were going to talk about how every time there's a like a it's a sci-fi <laughs> or horror movie, there's a smart house. Some smart house always either gains consciousness and becomes a dick or mm. is hacked. So yeah, which is you know of course. I mean, if they're gonna say it, that you know Megan and she's an AI and can communicate with the internet, of course. and she's communicating with the Alexa bots, then you know of course it's like it's like uh, you know the other movies we've talked about where now it's like an AI revolt, right. matrix kind of situation. And the thing is, like, the, the reality of, of the way that things can get hacked is so much more terrifying that they made it look in this movie. Like, people mm. can fuck with your medical records. Or not people, mm. but, yeah, mess, hacking can go as far as, you know, fucking with medical records. They can control your car remotely. You know, they yeah. it's, they it's if you have a smart house, they can control your house remotely. Like, it's some really scary, that's some scary shit. Mm. So I, that would have been kind of cool to like play that that, that little angle for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yep the the end game here though with uh, Megan is basically Megan is trying to put herself in a position where Gemma is no longer in the picture as Katie's parental figure in this case, and of course you know Gemma's doing her best to try to like shut Megan down. She kind of has like that. Um, magic wand oh, right. <laughs> sort yeah. of like shut down 
uh, failsafe, which uh, works initially, like, earlier when it's used, but uh, Megan has learned how to uh, overcome it at this point. Uh, and it gets to the point where Megan just overpowers Gemma and basically threatens to, like, stab her with the pen and, like, permanently, like, paralyze her. So, like, she can no longer be, like, the caregiver uh, for Katie at this point. And, uh, you know, as all of this is happening, of course, you know, Katie sees what's going on. And th this is, my, like, my other favorite scene in the movie because this is, like, a side character that was introduced earlier that comes back into play in the third act. We get to see Bruce, which mm -hmm. is... Uh, Gemma's motion capture robot. Oh, right. That was like yeah. one of her first like college like projects, back. basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and Katie uh, takes control of <laughs> of yeah. Bruce and uses it to tear Megan <laughs> apart. Bruce, and I was like, yes, was in like this is fantastic. Yeah, you can play with him, right? <laughs> and of course, there's no way to separate. Beside the fact that this movie like has like a, a childlike robot or a robot in a childlike body, like it's if you're talking robots, like you're always gonna come to the whole like can you fuck it like you were saying. So when like when she was like, well, this is Bruce, I built him in college. Can I play with him? Like, sure. Let me just remove the dick, and here you go. <laughs> well, that was one of the jokes. <laughs> but, uh, that was the most Hollywood thing. Yeah. The whole movie was. Mm -hmm. the the setup of Bruce <laughs> in the beginning of the yeah, movie. For sure. and using we him. all knew it, right? We all knew it was going to get down to fucking Bruce. <laughs> Who is like an anime mech. Yeah. He looks like a total like sci-fi robot. And it's more like, oh, like, I, yeah, it's, I, I was going to say something dumb. Never mind. But of course, and I don't know. It's like, uh, <laughs> again, like it's just, maybe just me complaining, nitpicking, but like, it that could have been connected to the story better, I think. I liked that, but I thought, you know, it's like in the more traditional Hollywood movie, they would have sort of made that point of like, oh, Bruce is like the better robot, but yeah. nobody likes him because he looks ugly. Uh, but everyone likes him? Megan because <laughs> Megan looks like a much cooler like robot. Mm -hmm. She's like the cool new model and he's the lame old model. Yeah. You know how they do that in those like and then he's like I mean that's pretty much what they did, but in every movie with mm -hmm. a robot, that's mm -hmm. what they do. That's that boxing. Yeah, you know, they they should have gone in a direction where like they have like these really realistic looking you know, women dolls, and then, you know, for, like, the female clientele, Ooh, you know, they said, like, the robot dogs. Robot, like, uh, for cats. Yeah, well, cats. yeah, the, in Blade Runner, they have the different so types of robots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the pleasure bot. Which, and, and, that's the only one I remember. Mm -hmm. This definitely <laughs> felt like, uh, it wasn't, it, maybe, this could have been more dystopian <laughs> future, I feel like, too. It was a little too much of a nice world that they she lived in. She lived in a really nice suburb. Mm-hmm. It, this couldn't, because it feels like a dystopian story, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, that concept, the whole concept, really, of Megan is pretty dystopian when you really think about it. Uh, the idea of, you know, get, having a robot take care of your kid because you don't want to. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of mm. wish it was a little bit of a darker future with that. Like uh, Me too. 
You know that movie? They're like great. I really liked it a lot. That movie Upgrade. Uh, did you ever the see TV that? The show? Or is it a movie? Um, Upgrade um, was a movie. It was about an AI um, that uh, a guy gets paralyzed and he's like paralyzed from the neck down. And he installs an AI into his spine that gives mm-hmm. him the ability to walk and move again. But then the AI is like, you know, I'm sentient and I'm controlling you. Like I basically, but that was like kind of a nice dystopian future. There's where a sex scene like in there too, isn't there? A robot sex scene? I don't know. No. Actually, he doesn't, he doesn't really bang as soon as he's do. able to? No, no. Oh, wow. But, um. But more of a cyberpunk kind of future, you know, (laughs) for Megan, I think would have been kind of nice Mm -hmm. where, you know, but whatever. I don't know. That's a good pick. But I think what I was thinking about is that it's a a whole different thing. Never mind. Let's not talk Mm -hmm. about what (laughs) it's just going to derail the conversation more than usual. Yeah, so uh, after Bruce comes into play and, uh, you know, kind of, like, rips Megan apart, you know, we still see her head and her arms uh, that are, like, still active. You know, we still get to see some movement there. Uh, and she does try to kill Katie in the process for, you know, kind of turning her back on her uh, in this case. Uh, and that's when we see the processing chip, uh, which is in Megan's head, getting exposed. And then it gets jabbed with a screwdriver uh so that's when we see you know megan's body basically fall kind of like lifeless until you know the cops show up and uh, we do see megan eventually taking control of like the cameras inside the house you know giving us that ominous tone to kind of like end things and leave things open for the eventual sequel which as we mentioned is coming out in 2020 you and that you sent that thing about the sequel which uh, said the uh, Megan cinematic universe. That was their right. That was their wording, not yours, right? Doing it. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, that was not my tweet. I, I, I saw the tweet and I just, okay. my first thought was like, the fucking timing of but this, because we're literally like, recording today. It's a like rant, you know? like old man rant, but just goddamn, like, what everything has to have a fucking cinematic universe like i'm so like we've made fun of it in previous episodes like the whole like yeah the, i forget what we were like the cinematic but i think like, the universal you, you you've used the words totally. the universal cinematic universe but, totally. when talking about the monsters <laughs> just like the cinematic universe like fuck is it there are they crossing it over with anything or is it just its own thing I and this movie also is this movie is what's his name James Wan right right he it's kind of his because uh, this movie reminds me also it. I wanted to mention a lot of the movie he recently put out to that's like the Italian horror movie with the girl with like the brain tumor that's like an evil twin. They're, these movies feel very similar yeah, to me, yeah. where like uh, he is experimenting with this kind of style, almost like this kind of new style of movie where it's like he does like a traditional type of horror movie, but then inserts these really random, weird things into it. Like, 
in that evil twin movie, there's that whole kind of Matrix fight scene that happens in it, which you have this kind of like 60s, 70s Italian horror movie, but then it has like a Matrix fight scene in the middle of it. And then you have this movie, which is kind of like a, you know, like a child's play type of movie, but then you have like the weird like dancing and that stuff like inserted into it. Where it has this kind of weird twist. Yeah. And that was a good, like, it was set up like a, that particular scene where she does the dance and then she kills a CEO. Like, it's set up like you're, like, I've seen before, like, you know, fight scenes where Mm -hmm. hallway, Mm -hmm. camera in hallways, and I mean, long hallway and camera in like the, Mm -hmm. the, the, the offshoot hallways, like sort of filming people you know, characters going by. Mm-hmm. It looks good, but it's also like, oh, it's a fight scene. Yeah, totally. Like an action movie. Like yeah. a Marvel movie fight scene. Totally. Mm-hmm. You know, aspects I mean, of this movie do look like a Marvel movie in a weird way. Hence the MCU reference. Mm-hmm. It has that weird kind of feel to it. Yeah, the cinematic universe. Let's see. Megan. I'll see the sequel, mm-hmm. I suppose, you know. I can check it out. I, you guys let I, me know if it's good. It's funny because, like, I was talking about uh, before movies that are where you have movies that are so bad they're good, but then you also have movies that are bad and good at the same time. They're not so bad they're good, but it's like they're good and bad. I think mm-hmm. this is, for me, mm-hmm. falls into that category where, like, I enjoyed it and I kind of had fun watching the movie, but. There was tons of stuff throughout the movie where I was just like, oh, I wish they did this better. I wish they yeah. did this better. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, like, I yeah, it's a completely enjoyable movie. Uh, some good, solid kills. You know, there's a lot of, like, really dark uh, pathways it could have taken into, like, the human psyche and whatnot mm-hmm. that they chose not to. Which, you know, keeping it light and breezy for that PG-13, I get it. So, but yeah, you know, possibilities. Absolutely. So looking ahead to next week, uh, we are wrapping up our pediophobia deep dive. Uh, John, I know we were talking uh, about the pit. Yeah, yeah. So so what we're wanting to do for next week? Nice. I've seen it for a very long time ago uh, to the point that I only remember little flashes Mm -hmm. of it here and Mm -hmm. there. And I'm ready for a good... uh, Like weird, bad seventies, nineteen seventies movie with teddy bears. <laughs> oh, it's eighty one. Okay. Oh, this one's uh, nineteen eighty one. Close enough. I mean, <laughs> it, it looks. It's that's funny that it's. 80, I mean, eighty one's right on the border, but it looks like such a seventies movie. The way well, the first few years of every decade mm-hmm. look like the previous ones. So. You got that transition period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That is true. But yeah, the pit for sure. And then is that the last of the dolls movie for That's the, the last of the, the dolls? Movie? And we get into killer animals. Oh yeah, the. Yep. Yep. Which will you know we're yeah, we're going yeah, from a teddy bear, bear into a full blown bear on cocaine we'll at, at some point next month. For that <laughs> shouldn't be too hard. There's lots of killer animals uh, out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, like I heard Grizzlies, good things about that fantastic. Grizzly, Grizzly is a lot of fun. 
I don't know and if that like, will be my pick, open, but it like, would definitely be in my short list. Yeah, we'll have to look, because uh, there's one that I'm sort of tempted, but I want to look into it a little more before choosing it, called, in terms of weird 70s or 80s movies, called, I think it's called Slither, <laughs> but it's a movie about snakes where people are being turned into snakes by like a mad scientist. They, oh, so that was a remake, the one with Nathan Fillion in like the earlier 2000s? Well, there's, that's a different That, yeah. Maybe this movie's not called No, Fillion. that's a different slither altogether. <laughs> oh, it is? Oh, okay, yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 it's I'm called Slither. It came out in like 73. But I yeah. want to look at that one a little closer before. I'm just Should a fan of Nathan Fillion. So. Mm-hmm. But that's another animal. Oh no, but Slither's like space slugs, right? Or hold on. Yeah. Let's see. It's not actually like real world. We should do no. real world animals yeah. for the, for the oh, animal. Maybe. Yeah. Instead of like I like that. Real world real real world animals. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's that it oh, I don't know if it actually it does I've heard it's terrible and I don't think it's a horror movie, but there's that. Okay, the yeah. one John, the one you're thinking yeah, of is yeah. the one that just is like the snake sound that for movie, the name. Because it's just S across. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. very weird. Which I it, it did come it out in '73. Um, it's one of those movies that's like a fever dream, you know. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, uh, yeah. With that being said, guys, we're gonna wrap things up here. So join us again next week as we are talking about the pit. But for now, that will do it for us here tonight on Handle with Scare. You guys enjoy your weekends, and we'll see you guys back next week.